Welcome to the Christine Means Business Podcast. My name is Christine Hansen and I'm a business consultant helping entrepreneurs to scale their business without working more through wonderful team management, leadership and strategy. Together with fellow experts or my own, this podcast is designed to share the most actionable tips, pieces of wisdom and anecdotes that will help you to avoid any mistakes that will cost you time or money to grow your business. It is my absolute joy to share that knowledge with you to help you for your ultimate success. You will get a new episode every two weeks and there's loads of free materials on my website christinemeansbusiness.com. So go ahead and check that out and I'm looking forward to hear your feedback and please don't forget to give us a couple of stars if you enjoy what you've been hearing on your podcasting platforms. And without further ado, let's start the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this brand new episode of Christine Means Business, the podcast to help online entrepreneurs, coaches, and creatives building or growing their business online or offline. And today I have a wonderful, wonderful guest who I'm going to discuss the topic of how we can deal with the fact that we can go from failure to success and how we can get comfortable with the entrepreneurial roller coaster. Because if at the beginning of your journey or in the middle or very seasoned, we all know that it is not easy. So I'm super happy and excited to introduce you to Sarah Stokeland. She has owned and operated businesses since her early teens. And she looks super young, so I'm sure that's only a very short time ago. Her vast experience in both retail and wholesale industry led her to launch the first to market wholesale subscription box for boutique retailers. I really want to know what was in there, so remember that, which she sold and built within 18 months. Most recently, she has launched a boutique workshop, which is a coaching program for retailers. So I'm very excited for those of you who are in retail. This is perfect. Through her coaching program, she strives to motivate boutique owners to dream big and build simply, very much aligned with my philosophy. She currently resides in Grand Folks with her husband, Jim, their two amazing children, Harrison and Isabella, and her great Pyrenees, Bentley. So, Sierra, I'm so excited. Welcome to Christine Means Business. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> that was such a great introduction. Wow. Wow. <laughs> it's all based on your you. bio. So. <laughs> Oh, this will be a great conversation. Thanks for having me today. Absolutely. So first off, I need to dive back into your journey um, because most of the time I work with online coaches or online businesses. And I love that you're offline, that you do the boutique, the brick and mortar kind of journey, because in the end, we're entrepreneurs, right? Like all of us right. are entrepreneurs. We all start somewhere. And I want to know specifically, I'm just curious about this subscription box because I feel that was unusual because I think all of us have some steps that especially in the beginning of our careers right we kind of follow a blueprint footsteps before we feel ready to or before we even get courageous enough yes. to maybe deviate a little bit and you know do our own thing so I have an inkling that this subscription box might have been an important step for you so tell yes. us a little bit about it and how how made it make you feel? What happened during that time? 
Yeah. You know what? No one's ever put it that way. So that's very interesting. (laughs) You're right on. Um, So I had been in retail, brick and mortar retail for about a decade. And when we wound that down, I find, I found myself just sitting and thinking, what was that all for? Like all the hustle, all the bustle, all the striving, all the relationships, all the wins, there had to be a purpose with it. And I probably allowed myself to mope for, you know, 30 seconds or so, um, as my journey was not going in the direction that I had anticipated. But when I started to reflect, I thought, okay, where are some issues in the retail space, the retail industry, where are some disconnects that I, because of my experience doing this for so long that I could step in and correct or avoid, I could fill. And that's when I started to think about a subscription box for boutique owners. So I had gotten to know beautiful wholesalers all over the country, and they were really struggling getting their products in front of retailers. And on the flip side, retailers were no longer going to market, conventional market like they used to. And I thought, okay, if we can do a fab fit fun type um, opportunity, but in the wholesale sector, and we could bring these beautiful products to the doorstep of retailers so they didn't even have to leave their brick and mortars, could this work? And so that's how the subscription (laughs) box was born. And as you mentioned, the stepping stone, I didn't realize it at the time, but it really was a stepping stone to what I'm doing now because it was through the subscription box that I started to meet retailers and they were asking so many questions about how do they manage their inventory and you know, this, that, and the other. And from that was born the coaching business, which I never ever would have thought to launch without those questions. So it really is entrepreneurship really is a stack of stepping stones and pieces of the puzzle that all line up to bring us to where we end up. Exactly. And it it takes a lot of courage because, you know, we do invest in a new idea, whether it is financially, whether it is time or, and or and emotion, you know, because it's it's really terrifying to launch a new thing because you will have some people who will go with who you'll be your champions. And then obviously, and I really want to address this because I see it over and over again that the people who you think will be your biggest champions very often are not. And it's right. really heartbreaking. So for everyone out there, we feel you, we've been there. So it's emotionally, it takes a lot of courage to pull through to tell people what you're doing to you know talk about the idea to make it happen to believe in it to also know when to quit I guess you know but to even take that step so I absolutely adore that you were the first one to do that and to to go for it so how did these things so I want to talk about these things in terms of the coaching business was new this this subscription box was new how did that roller coaster manifest in your business? Like how, how did it happen? I mean, now you're established, you obviously have a lot of people who are working with you, you know, who are following you, who are listening to your podcast. I should mention that because Sarah also has a podcast, the boutique and I just workshop checked podcast. workshop podcast. Yes. That's what it <laughs> Very is. Very original. The boutique <laughs> No, but it yeah. makes total sense. But I was like, is it experience? No, it's not experience. The boutique workshop podcast. Um, so, you know, but how did it, you know, how did people react and how did you decide to, okay, I'm going to stop, you know, just going into a store every day and doing what I know kind of works might not completely fulfill me, but you know, it works. I'm actually going to pivot from that. Cause I think that is one of the most difficult things to do when you have a business 
or a job that's not that bad, you know, it pays the bills, you know, we can kind of, you know, travel, have our little luxuries, but is that reason enough to, to change just because I have an idea? How did you overcome that? How did reactions happen? Let's talk about that a little bit. Yeah, I think we, um, as we get more seasoned and as we realize that entrepreneurship is a roller coaster and there will be ups, there will be downs, but we can flatten those a little if we can learn not to get so high on the emotional wins and so low and distraught when have a perceived <laughs> failure, but just realize, okay, this is a perceived failure right now. I'm at the bottom of the roller coaster, but what can I learn? What can I observe? How do I climb the hill again? And when we're at the top of the hill, this is amazing but our rent is due every day, right? <laughs> so we're not going to stay at the top on a roller coaster. You inevitably go, you know, sailing down. Um, so how do we prepare ourselves for that? And so I think as we get more comfortable with those things and we understand who we really are and what our superpower really is as an entrepreneur, we learn to say yes to the right things and no to the wrong things. Mm -hmm. And so I think at the beginning of my journey, it was, you know, just hustle, grind, do all the things, you know, work really yeah. hard. But then I got to a place where I ended up in my business. It had grown so much that I wasn't really doing what I enjoyed doing in the first place. When I started out the boutique, I loved visiting with customers and buying and selling. And I got to a place where all I was doing was managing people and admin. Mm. And so that's not where I, you know, my superpowers are. So how can I create the next chapter in my journey and really lean into what I'm very, very good at? Cause that's going to fill my passion bucket every day. Um, and so that's what I've really been working to do, you know, through the subscription box, building it, selling it, offloading it. And now with the coaching, just saying no to things that aren't you know, you mentioned that I look young. It's probably because I, you know, bleached my hair. <laughs> so it. it helps me to stay young looking, but I have a lot of gray um, from all of the stress that's come from entrepreneurship. And I think I'm just not willing to settle for what doesn't fill my passion bucket anymore. And it doesn't mean that I don't do the hard tasks. It just means that I don't put myself in a position where I'm building something I don't even enjoy or I don't even thrive in. Isn't that like, it's so easy, not simple, you know, or it's so simple, not easy, but it is entirely true. I mean, I just had to do it, learn it again. And I think we have to learn it over and over because at some point we will, you know, we'll cave and we'll take a decision Yes, that is not God-based and we totally fall flat on our face. And I just had that recently and I'm like, you've been doing this for six years. You should know no, that. Yes. Yeah, it's like, okay, no more, forget it. This is not for me. Let's just no so I finally got it and I've got my support team that I were told if I ever going to try to do this again please remind me yes please moment. tie me to a chair and do not exactly. let me the room. Yeah. Christine can I replay what you said so um yeah I think this is one of the most important pieces of advice and it's we're not trained to do it we're trained to listen to our reason we're trained to listen to what are the best odds and I get it I totally get it but ultimately it's not going to be fulfilling, you know, it's going right. to be a compromise. And sometimes we can live on compromises, but not when it comes to our purpose of living, I guess. Right. Yes. So I want to tap into your brain and into your audience and into your, you know, the people that you help most. So you work with boutique retailers and I already love it because they're boutique. So I even call my service, my coaching service is a boutique coaching service because I don't, 
I don't identify with whole. It's like, it's not normal or normal. It's not the regular kind of business coaching. Yes. It goes a little bit further. It's very people-centered. It's kind of a life coach, business coach hybrid thing. So, and I feel boutiques are the same. Like you go into boutiques individual, you have, and ultimately, isn't that amazing? In the boutique, you have what the store owner actually curates and just as they curate their collections we curate our clients basically in ways of yes. how we appear so it's the same thing now when you work with your boutique owners apart from you know like typical logistical questions what do you see them struggling with in terms of entrepreneurship like what happens to them in different stages and what would be three things maybe that you see most often and that you have your spin on in terms of solution. Yes. Yeah. So boutique retailers, you know, I work with really anyone who exchanges dollar bills for products, online, offline combination. And what I find consistently is that they'll come to me with what they think their problem is. And what it really is most often is a, a misunderstanding or a lack of understanding with the numbers. So as an example, yesterday I had a consult call with a gal and I hope she hires me because I know I can help her. <laughs> um, and she kept going back to you know, what she thought her problem was. And I said, yes, absolutely. That is one of the symptoms. But really all we need to do is help you understand your numbers. What is your overall goal? How do we break that down? And what are the key performance indicators to get you there? Those other pieces will fall in place when you're not distracted by mm. trying to do all the things. And you try to do all the things when you don't understand the numbers behind your business. Yeah. And a lot of times, you know, boutique owners are very artsy, right? Yeah. They can do beautiful things. They're amazing at selling and buying and merchandising. And so the science part of the business really scares them. And I always like to remind them, I am not a CPA or an accountant. I mean, you know, <laughs> nothing but. like that. But <laughs> when I learned the simple numbers behind my business and understood the power it gave me to make decisions, mm -hmm. to say yes or no, to decide if I should go online. I mean, everything can be decided by looking at data. Um, and so when I just help them simplify down what data to look at and how to use it, it's life-changing for them. So that's what we focus on. Um, I don't know if that answers your question, but that's no, it does. What they usually think they're going to hear from me. They're like, what kind of marketing should I be on TikTok? And I'm like, I don't know. What do the numbers tell you? Yes. I don't know. <laughs> so, yeah. I see it all the time as well. And it's, uh, it's, that's why I'm saying, you know, I do a little bit of life coaching in terms as well, because when we look at the money, there's so much shit coming up. Oh my yes. God. It is like that's in its own. I mean, I do have the money mindset journaling journey course, quite a mouthful. I should have chosen a different title for this, but <laughs> it is, I send all my clients through it. They, because it is so important that you, I'm not saying become detached, but forgiving, compassionate, yes. objective in a way. Um, and that you understand that it, that the bank account doesn't reflect you, but that you also have to crunch your numbers in order to own your pricing. Yes. When you know how much you actually need to make a month, not just to pay bills, but also, you know, to care for whoever you want to care for, 
And you know the bare minimum for yourself. I always really want people to be able to earn it for themselves, not rely on a partner or, uh, I don't know, even an inheritance or whatever they have, like really for yourself if you have to bring it in. It's so much easier to sell at a better price point because this is not your hobby anymore. Like we set up, dude, this is my living. Like I studied for this. I worked for this. I practiced for this. I trained for this. You know, this is not me dishing out on, you know, some arts and crafts kind of fair. And, you know, this is me actually needing to pay my taxes from the yes. money that you give to me. So that really, really changes. So it's so comparable, I find. And it's so true. It's, and even I, like li- literally today, I hired someone to go through all my funnels, go through all my numbers in terms of not my finances. I have a, a good handle on those, but my client acquisition, like I have funnels running, sure. I have email funnels running. I'm like, I have no clue what is converting because I cannot be bothered. So I hire it out. But <laughs> if I didn't have the opportunity to do that, it is so important that you look at those and don't take them personally. And I think yes. that is very scary and difficult for people to do not to take it personally and to value their self-worth based on what those numbers say so how do you what is maybe one kind of sentence or idea that you notice when you tell it to your clients they go like oh (laughs) it's like this aha (laughs) moment you know whether so I tell you know so when we talk about at the beginning of our conversations and we talk about like, you need to understand your numbers. I understand it's very frightening. It's very mm-hmm. overwhelming. It's not very interesting and it's not <laughs> sexy. Right. So, so I always say, okay, here's what I want you to do. And here's my one sentence. I want you to choose one number and fall in love with it. And what do we do when we fall in love with something? We learn everything about it. We study it. We know it. We memorize it. We can talk about it all day long. So choose one number. Maybe that's your sales goal. Maybe that's your average ticket. Maybe that's your margin. Maybe that's your net profit. Choose one number and learn to fall in love with it. Because as you study that number, let's take margin. If you become a student of your margin and you understand where your margin comes from, what your margin can do for you, how you can improve your margin, suddenly all of the other numbers, they start to make sense, right? Because if we have more margin, we have more profit. If we want more margin, we charge more or we buy cheaper, right? So um, so that one sentence kind of calms my clients down. Like, okay, we don't have to learn them all. I don't have to become an accountant. I don't need to be a genius at numbers and I don't have to sit behind a calculator all day. I just pick one. And then we just learn it. And we, we simplify that down and we learn everything that we can about that one number. And what's interesting too, um, backing up, cause you mentioned, you know, when we have this initial conversation and what the reaction is, time management is often brought up as well. Like I just, I'm so overwhelmed. I'm a hot mess. I hear that. I'm sure you do all the time. Hot mess. Um, I'm out of control with my time. I never have enough time. Often that's because we don't know our number. So we don't know what to Mm -hmm. focus on. So when we're doing all the social media platforms, we are going to be consuming all of our time with needless activity because it's not even where our customers Mm -hmm. are living. So a lot of other areas in life, the balance comes from just understanding the basic foundation. I love it. I, you, you, I mean, for me, this is aha. Like, seriously, it's like, you know, little bells ringing everywhere. I'm t- I might steal this tip, actually. Yeah, <laughs> so, absolutely. It's genius. It's, I never heard it put like that again. And that's why I love having all these different coaches, because we figure it out as we work with people, as we see what lights them up, what makes sense to them. And this totally makes sense. And yes, for time management, why would you spend 
being on TikTok, maybe even cringing each time you do it because no, it's right. not your zone of genius. When right. And your customers aren't even there. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Nobody cares that you're on there. So, no, I think this is absolutely important. Same as analyzing where your adsman goes. Yeah, you might be converting people yes. to your email list. Do they actually click and buy? If not, who cares whether they are on your list right. or not? If they unsubscribed after two days. Just because the gurus say you need to have a massive list. If you don't do anything with the list, what's the point of it? So exactly, yeah. exactly. Ah, I love this. <laughs> no, this is awesome. This is absolutely awesome. So we have money. We have kind of time management that works with it. So let's go into the creative brain maybe a little bit. So, and I love how you described your, your retailers because that's how you, like I work with painters, feng shui, interior designers, kind of writers, teachers. Creative and I minds. get it. Yes. <laughs> And it's, I just saw an article today where, you know, I said, you know, we're very good in our expertise, but build a business is really not what most of us learned. And we didn't get into business necessarily because we wanted a business. It's more because we want to share a passion because we want to share art or, you know, because we like it. So we want to bring it to others. So how can you help people to overcome this giving nature which is awesome obviously but it kind of also helped them to take themselves seriously as a business owner you know in terms of you know especially with entrepreneurship when they are for example in a down because they may be invested into something and it went wrong how can you help them to get out of that people-pleasing kind of nature in a way to you know no you actually have to hold back this is a business you have to learn this stuff and also what I find is setting everything up takes quite a long time and it's a steep learning curve. So they're exhausted by the time they set up everything, which means they haven't done any marketing yet. Like they literally just set up their website, their bank account, their, their email list. They connected the two, which took them three weeks and gazillions yes. of years. And they're like, I've done it all. I'm giving up. And it's like, you haven't actually marketed for a yes. month yet. How do you help them out of that slump? Because that's where... I see a lot of my clients going. We work for three months. We have everything set up. Every, the machinery is ready to go and they're exhausted. And it's like, okay, yeah. how can we, this is where the work actually starts. And it's like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it's all about bite-sized actionable steps. And that's what I say all the time. And that's what we focus on in the workshop is bite-sized actionable steps. So now you've set it up, you're tired, you don't know what to do next, or you feel like you don't have the energy. Again, choose one thing and keep breaking it down. Get as granular you, as you can. If you have a goal for the month, break it down to the week, to the day, to the hour, to the customer, and then just focus on five of those sales. Great. I made my day's quota. Awesome. That's one of 31 days. Now I'm moving on to the next day. Instead of looking at this huge, overwhelming picture of, oh my goodness, I need to market and I need to make this much in sales in this quarter. No, we need to focus on today. Mm -hmm. And when you do that, not only does it take away the overwhelm, it also helps you get really good at doing the same things over and over and over. And that's where that consistency then converts into growth. Because when we look at something so big and it's overwhelming, that's again, where we go back to like, I'm going to do all the things, or I'm going to do none of the things. I'm just going to sit here and buy. Cause that's fun. I don't yeah. want to, I don't want to mess with that. I'm not going to talk to my employees, even though I need to tell them that what they're doing isn't, you know, producing sales. Cause that's really hard. So I'm just going to scroll through Facebook. Right. <laughs> so instead we just like take those things and we break them down and we just bite one thing off at a time. 
Awesome. I love it. And speaking of which, you talked about your workshop and actually I just want to mention it now, but there's going to be a link in the show notes, but you do have an offer um, for us where they get a free masterclass. So if you're listening, please head over to christinemeansbusiness.com forward slash blog and look for our episode. You will see it's a beautiful picture. You will see both of us and with the topic and with um, Sarah's name, and there will be a link so that you can sign up for this awesome free workshop, because basically you get a coupon code, it's included and you can just check out and it's completely free. So I'm very grateful that you're giving that to us. So that is awesome. And then I have a last leg that I want to quiz you on, not quiz you on, to pick your brain on. Okay. And that is when you talked about employees and that is the step of starting to grow. So it's our wish for all of our clients, you know, to go from solopreneur, to then, you know, growing at some point. Um, If you could give like one main piece of advice that you've learned from years in business, from, you know, being with other people and helping them in their businesses and someone comes up to you and they're like, okay, I can't handle it anymore. I have too much to do. Um, What would be the most important thing to know when you consider growing and maybe hiring another person. Yes. So I like to tell my clients, look at the hours that that person is going to free up on your schedule. And how do you convert those hours you've now gained to revenue generating hours? Because that covers the cost of the person that you're bringing on. So if you're bringing on someone for 10 hours a week, which will take away 10 hours from your plate, How can you take those 10 hours and invest them in revenue generating hours doing Mm -hmm. what you're best at doing, which is often selling. That's usually what entrepreneurs are best at doing. And now you're going to attach a goal, a sales goal to those 10 hours, and you're going to crush that goal. And then the stress of the payment to that new employee or team member or VA is taken off your plate because they're covered and you're now doing what you love doing and you're going to do better. Genius again. <laughs> no, you totally nailed it. And makes me makes sense. I've been doing this and I didn't realize that that was actually what I did. So <laughs> yes. <laughs> but it's true. I have outsourcing things which give me more time to do masterclasses, to teach, which is why I convert most clients, right? It's like when I teach, yes. I can connect, I can talk, I can ask questions, answer questions, and people connect with and me. And you love quickly. it and you're wonderful at it. So live in that space, yes. (laughs) So, and I love doing it. It's definitely my zone of genius. So yes, and I can do it if I didn't have things outsourced. Like if I had to create everything my own, I wouldn't have the energy to do it. Like I couldn't do it with passion. So you're doing exactly the same thing. And I love that it's selling for you because yes, a lot of those, that's the reason why your clients got into business in the first place. It's because they're selling something they truly believe in which sells itself in the end when they talk about it with that passion. So it totally right. makes sense. Oh, this was good. This was so good. Like, I'm, I mean, all of my guests are amazing, but you know, it just, it just brightens my day to know that this is all worth it. <laughs> but yes, I love this It stuff. was such a fun conversation. <laughs> Wonderful. So Sierra, if I have someone who's, and I actually have a client of mine who I might send to you as well after I'm done with her. Um, if that is ever the case, I don't think I can ever let her go, but in case, um, but if I have someone who is specifically creators, you know, like creatives or creators 
who are, you know, thinking either about boutique retailing or who are already in the thick of it, how do they reach out to you? What is the best way to get in touch with you? Yeah. So the best way would probably be to just go to the boutiqueworkshop.com. And then there's a little tab there that says apply for coaching. And it just gives me your name and information so I can reach out to you. And then we'll jump on a free consultation and we'll chat about what you're looking for, what you need help with, where you are in your journey. Um, and I'll never say I can help if I can't. So I love to just visit with people and like, where are you at and how can I maybe help you? And then we'll move forward from there. So that would be the best place to connect with me. Beautiful. Well, everyone, you've heard it, theboutiqueworkshop.com. The link is also going to be in the show note as well as uh, Sierra's Instagram handle. So you can also click on that and stalk her lovely <laughs> on Instagram as well. So Sierra, thank you so much for sharing your time and these amazing pearls of wisdom with us. I honestly feel this episode, these 30 minutes have been life-changing for some people, like a lot of aha moments. So thank you so, so much. Yes. Thank you for letting me share. And for all of you guys, head over to the blog, make sure you subscribe to the podcast. If you're listening to it, if you're watching it on YouTube, make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel because my coach told me I forget my CTAs all the time. So here I am doing it. (laughs) (laughs) And obviously sign up for my email list. And uh, we will be back in two weeks with a new guest and a new episode. And I think we're going to talk about virtual assistants. So stay tuned for that. So long and see you soon. Bye-bye for now. All right. And here is what I usually forget at the end of every episode. So first off, thank you so much for listening and taking the time to tune in. We really, really, really appreciate it. Now, don't forget that I've written a book with everything you need to know about growing and building a business online. It's called We Mean Business, the practical guide for creative entrepreneurs, coaches and small businesses to build your brand and grow your business online. You can find it on Amazon, but also in other online bookstores and on my website. Also, please make sure that if you want to stalk me, you follow me on Facebook, on Instagram, on YouTube or Twitter or Pinterest or TikTok. And if there was anything in this episode that you learned, that you found entertaining, that made you giggle, then I would be over the moon if you'd left us a five-star rating. These ratings go a long way for more people to tune in and make sure that you follow the podcast as well to share the love and to have more people find it. Thank you so much and we'll see you in two weeks time for a new episode.